This is Boarding Party Ragnarok, featuring Joel as Elmar Gregory, Jordan as Griff, Devin as Captain Perseus Blackwater, and Dean as Pollen Watkins. As Elmar sets out in the night to find answers, it seems something else has set out to find him. To say hello, everybody, welcome back to Ragnarok session 24 or 23.2, however you want to divide it. Probably 24 is the easiest. When last we left off, celebrations were occurring. Everybody was, everybody was cheering after what was surmised to be potentially their, their last ride out against the forces of evil. But Elmar, you saw something. Yep. Amidst the celebrations. I did. And you decided to trudge off on your own out the west gate of Fola once more. Accurate. And find ye oldie cabin. Malin. Marin. Marin. <laughs> Not Malin. <laughs> Marin. <laughs> as, as you exit from the westernmost gate, mm -hmm. you were warned of creatures, creatures yes. of unusual size, not just rodents, all More kinds. Than, yes, insects, wolves, perhaps bears, mm -hmm. all manner of woodland creatures of larger size than normal and some with abilities. But you trudge on all the same, Elmar. Give me a survival check. Oh boy. Track your way back to Marin's cabin. All alone. In the wilderness. 16. 16. Okay. Against three odds, you find your way. <laughs> you find your way back to where all these little mushrooms glow. Okay. Purple and blue, depending on your proximity, as we know. Yes. As you approach closer and closer... You hear a rustling in the sky above you as a large portal opens just above your head. Oh, God. Can I dive out of the way? Yes. Please make a dexterity <laughs> saving throw. An eight. Okay. It's almost a one. A rather, a rather heavy weight falls immediately on your back as you dive for safety. Oof. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> as pollen... Who's been floating through the astral plane for God knows how long. <laughs> you emerge from your astral slumber astride a large jellyfish. Master Pollen, you're back. Oh, hey. It's only been like five minutes, I think. N no, <laughs> it's it's been weeks, what? if not more. No. I was I was in and out and went through that portal and now we're here. And I'm gonna show off like my new weapons and stuff and be like, it's been a bit, my friend. <laughs> what? How? Yeah. Yeah, Elmar now has this very large glowing sword with a, a demonic looking cat's eye in the pommel. And it's looking all around, it glows. Oh my goodness. What is that? <laughs> it's uh it's a very magical sword. 
we uh we found it and it was very evil but i purified it and now it's now it's my weapon through the power of <laughs> yes is everyone else but missing no they are back in the town um and should i get into it right now yeah where do you <laughs> okay. even start you got a lot to so it's funny because Elmar tends to tell really long-winded stories, but um, I just go, yeah, he talks at length about this, and then I move on, but now I have to actually tell it. <laughs> now, put those skills to the test. So, you disappeared, um, I believe, when we were looking for the Steel Sister, the giant uh, like god-like person for the, the Steel-type stone, and... Um, she wasn't doing well, and we needed to try to recover some pieces, and so we were going to attempt to do so. Uh, we ran into someone else who was um, on the lookout for Hot Dad. Uh, his name is uh, Refisul, and he is a partner at Menadiel, and so they've joined us. And um, yeah, we uh, just went around looking for uh, Hot Dad's forces to try to reclaim those pieces. We ended up finding a couple other stones in the meantime, one of which was uh, um, a magic stone that would remove all magical properties from a person or a thing. So, uh, like, Ko went to go touch it, and it turned him back into a human boy. Um, and he was bleeding out because uh, he still had the, like, chunk of rock in his heart oh my God. Um, so we had to try to save him from that and he turned back into the creature that he is and then um yeah we found uh, a bug one that turned griff into a bug and uh he was trying to join the bug hive and escape us uh but thankfully uh griff saved him or not griff perseus saved him uh, by ripping him out of the bug body, which was risky because I didn't know he'd still be in there. I thought he was just magically changed into a bug. So that was sketchy. Um, and then we came across this duel, or not a duel, it's a massive war between, quote, a billion bugs and uh, a giant shadow lightning cloud that looked like a bunch of dark forces. And so we went to go heal, buy some weapons, and then we went to towards the battle. Um, it had ended. The dark forces had wiped out all one billion bugs, and uh, they broke. To our knowledge, we think they broke the bug stone, like it blew up and caused just a ridiculously huge explosion that was felt everywhere we've been to since. Um, and then when we got out there, the dark forces was just a dark force and it was one thing. And, um, we decided that today was that day and we were going to fight him because he was getting close to town and we needed to do something. So we, uh, went up and attempted to fight him. Uh, Hot Dad teleported in out of nowhere, and we thought we were done for, but turns out he was uh, on our side to try to defeat this thing. Uh, pulled out a couple huge weapons, 
cut this thing's legs off and was about to like chop its head off and kill it and win with with ease and then the thing touched him and they fused together so he became like his dark magical power self fused with the hot fleshy sweaty body of hot dad <laughs> and uh then the real battle began and um oh yeah we recruited a dragon uh <laughs> so the dragon came to help us yeah that happened yeah um Refusil had an arrow that was made out of a, a we presume a source stone and uh griff took that stone that removes magical properties and touched it to the arrow and a shadow dragon came out um and using the power of god i cleansed him <laughs> and uh cleaned his soul and he thanked me and uh said that i could call upon him if i needed aid so i called upon him for this and uh we took on hot dad and um we won um i don't know if you ever met bones he was like the scottish guy um don't think trying to so. think of what else you would have known about him at the time he was like one of the guys at my hometown like another night guy um but he ended up getting the killing blow and uh just he like got a crit rolled max damage and got the killing hit and then he took one of the weapons because he's like, this is pretty cool. And then it turned him into basically hot dad with his head. So he's like super jacked and really tall and like really muscly. And then uh, they decided to share the wealth. So Perseus and uh, Ruse, who I don't think you met, touched it and they got big and swole. <laughs> and so Perseus is also a, a huge hot pirate dad. And with one eye. With one eye. That happened. He lost his eyeball. Um, and More then, accurately, he gave it up willingly. So to the most important thing, and I'm going to ask you about this in a second. When we killed the hot dad dark thing fusion, which is named as the prime mind, was the, the other portion of him. A, a beam of purple light went into the sky. And... It seemed like if anything to me, it could have been his soul or something or his essence, something along those lines. It went up into the sky and uh, we were teleporting back to town and um, Perseus actually saw you riding on this jellyfish for a split second. And we also saw the purple light traveling. I'm curious if you saw this purple light because I, I believe one of the companions we've met along the way has now absorbed this purple light did i see this purple light <laughs> that was a lot i know it was a lot <laughs> drew yes i did see this purple light let's make a retroactive perception check <laughs> as you're drifting uh, 18 18 okay from pollen's perspective all of you had just linked hands to teleport ethereally disposition and as you launch yourselves into the sky 
As Pollen is flying around, he sees the jellyfish. And the jellyfish reaches out a tentacle to him. And grabs his arm and pulls him out of the ethereal dispositioning. Now, he's only been gone a few moments. But he watches you guys drift away. As the jellyfish says, It's nice to see you again, Paul. As the two of you drift through the astral plane, a few times you see flashes of light. Your friends going back and forth, this way and that way. Each time you attempt to call out, but only twice do you succeed. As Perseus locks eyes with you and it's like, Pollen? But as you're drifting once more, as the jellyfish is slowly flying you to your original destination, you feel this massive explosion rock through the astral plane, sends you and your jellyfish friend tumbling skyward. As you right yourselves, you look down and see this large purple beam of light. And as you try to fly towards its origin, the jellyfish opens a portal beneath you and you see a large metal man. At which point gravity affects you and the two of you fall back, landing on top of Elmar. So to make a long story short, Pollen, yes, you did indeed see that purple light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did see did see a purple light. I also saw a metal man. And uh, a metal I, man. I did see Perseus reach out to me, but I didn't think it was that long. It was only a minute. We were just going through some void of of unknown origin, but it seems like a lot of time has passed. But I don't I don't know what any of the things that happened what they were or what was happening. We were just in a big magic plane and I I thought I was just tumbling in there for a short while. Um hearing this recollection this sounds like a magic experience that Pollen would have. Mm -hmm. Nothing seemed too out of the ordinary. But I would be remiss if I didn't at least incite it to make sure that okay. the purple light did not inhabit Pollen himself. Yeah. Yes. If uh, you would be so kind. Dean, if you would be so kind too as to roll a charisma check of some nature and keep your uh keep your number secret for a moment. Okay. And I'll just do insight here. Yep. We 16 on my side. 16. All right. Pollen, you don't have to tell me what kind of check you're doing. But if you would be so kind as to tell Elmar, you are telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you, Pollen. Of course. Of course I'm telling the truth. <laughs> That's such a lose-lose. <laughs> He's going to say yes no matter what. <laughs> I have no reason to yell, or to lie to Elmar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't, but the purple beam would. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> we orchestrated this three months ago. Girl. I said, listen, when the purple beam gets brought up, you just say, yep. That's funny. No. All right. No, he's, he's probably cool with it. Um, 
It's pollen. Pollen would never deceive you. Yeah. And for I, any reason. I think that there's a certain... Uh, Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that pollen has that um, I think is difficult to replicate if you weren't the true pollen. <laughs> um, so... I'm going to explain. Um, so we we met a friend um, who had joined our group, and they got in a fight where he pretty much broke every bone in his body. Um, they were like sticking out of his skin. It was bad. Like he was gonna die. And Griff used his healing powers to heal him from dying, um, which just put the bones back in the skin, but not necessarily in the right spot. Um, oh my God. So he was really grody. <laughs> so we took him to Marin, which is where I'm headed, and she is a healer, and she's uh, she was helping him out. And when we did deliver some medications to assist with this, it was our task in exchange. And she was in the process of re-breaking all of his bones, putting them where they need to be, and healing him. And it was taking a long time. And, like, we went back to visit at one point, and he was still, like, not even close. And then we defeated this thing. The purple beam shot away. And when we got back to town, he was just chilling by the gate and was like, Hey, guys, what's up? Like, he was perfectly fine back to normal. So I thought that maybe this was an imposter and uh ko who drank a potion of the mind during our big battle had some remnant effects and he saw something that was maybe off as well so i'm headed to the healer shack to see if maybe the real one is still there mm -hmm. um or if he's not maybe the the witch can provide more information are you telling that's that paul in this in a sense or is this just your thinking as Elmar um I think I would tell you just so that you um I had to sneak away because this this uh maybe imposter was with the entire group and if I said anything that would draw suspicion like I was just like I'm going to bed and I snuck out because I didn't want that thing if it was fake to know that we were onto it in any capacity so Having left the town and everyone's warning me of these creatures and that it's dangerous to go alone at night, I'm just like, I'm thankful to have somebody and I just want you to be aware of what's happening because uh, this witch is also not what she seems um, and she pulls a lot of illusionary tricks. So I need you to be aware of what's happening before we go in because if you go in blind, who knows what will happen. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm the real Paula and then I'll do a cool kick and teleport <laughs> <laughs> 10 feet away with my flowing cape. <laughs> He's back. Well, that's extra confidence because I know, like, based on my, uh, my very, very brief uh, minimal knowledge of this thing, I think that it's, like, someone taking the shape of him and not someone possessing his body. Um... So that would make me think that they wouldn't have your magical items or know that they did that. <laughs> or it would try to kick you and then teleport like, no, no, I'm a martial fighter. I have to kick you. So uh, just be prepared um, and drink the tea. What? What tea? Just... <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> 
Alright. As, uh, Elmar, as you catch Pollen up on the events that have been occurring, all the while he's holding his, his emotional support, Ficus. <laughs> and behind him is a large spectral jellyfish. Nice. Seems to just be remaining. That's awesome. Because I didn't bring Ko. Ko's keeping an eye on him because he's not super trustworthy either. It was literally just me. Oh. Okay. As the three of you walk down the path to Marin's cabin, something's foul in Denmark. All the mushrooms, the closer you get, are wilted. This is good. They don't let off their familiar purple and blue glows welcoming you to the cabin. And despite her claims to the contrary, you can see a visible tear in the illusion leading to her cabin from the side of the road. This is not good at all. Can I lean down and and touch one of the mushrooms? Mm -hmm. Um, And in so wishing that it was better to help me accidentally like heal it a little bit see yeah if that helps I'm just yeah just there we go yeah you know, like you pour you pour mushroom if only you could how, tell me what happened here how many points of your healing pool are you gonna accidentally two confer yeah two, two just two two points yeah okay you confer two hit points to a, a dying magical <laughs> mushroom <laughs> And it slowly lifts its little withering head. It's you. <laughs> what happened here? I don't, I don't know. There was some big explosion. And your friend came running out. Oh. Interesting. Did you see anything else? Did you see a purple beam of light? No. <sighs> <laughs> no purple beams. Okay. Just, just blue, blue mass came running out that door, and then all of a sudden your friend was caught. A blue mass came running out the door. Yeah. And then my friend was gone. Yeah. The blue mass was not my friend. Uh, was he? I don't know. Are you <laughs> friends with a lot of blue? No, masks? I'm saying like my friend and the blue mass are separate entities. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, but they're both gone now. Is Marin inside? It's left of her. Well, rest easy, my friend, and I'll gently lay him down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing easy is about this, this. Is this not normal? Oh, that's right. So, Pollen, Elmar is speaking to, <laughs> to your eyes, an ordinary mushroom. <laughs> But as you look through the tear in the illusion fabrics, if you would be so kind as to make an insight check for me, let me know how you do. Dean's being so kind today. Six, <laughs> 16. 16? I'm, I'm not unaccustomed to the odd. <laughs> yeah. No, you feel right at home here. You're like, yeah, there's this powerful illusion magic going on. <laughs> I'm unperturbed, and as Elmar is speaking to the mushroom, a tiny face appears on it to you. Oh. As well as on the other <laughs> mushrooms all around. They all seem to have very small, happy faces on them. But not so happy anymore, I guess. They're, they're probably pretty downtrodden. <laughs> I can relate. The source of the I magic t- I talked to my potted plant, so... 
Yeah. Exactly. Plants have incredible healing properties, and I'm not just talking about medicinal ones. <laughs> They're great therapists. But yes, the the sort of tear in reality that you can see through. It's almost like a a visible cloak of stars mm. on the inside. As it's mm. kind of just billowing in the in a light breeze. But you can see through all the layers of the illusion at this point. You see the grand house that Perseus saw. You see the slightly built house shack that Rephesul saw. And you see the truth of the matter. A blood-stained cottage with the door kicked off the hinges. And a massive, like, footprint craters leading from the porch all the way out to where you're standing. And they end where I'm standing? Yeah, they seem to end at the barrier to the illusion. Mm. And how big are these footprints? They are larger than a normal human, but they're perfectly circular. Interesting. No, no toes. No toes involved. Hmm. So definitely Just stumps. Definitely not ruse, to my knowledge. Um, has anyone ever seen ruse barefoot? No, but Maybe I'm pretty sure they're not circles. <laughs> Circle toes. Uh, I would like to go into the the remnants of this illusion slash shack and okay. um, see what's happening inside. Yeah. As soon as you enter the barrier of the illusion, your sword begins to glow in its traditional fashion. Oh, orcs are near. Ooh. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but it just see it seems like it has it's activated by the radiant magical energy now gotcha. spilling out. Okay. As it glows and occasionally sputters into flame and then extinguishes itself as you're walking through. Your banglet also seems to glow slightly. Jeez. Pollen, if you were to follow, your cloak and your boots will begin glowing slightly. Ooh. As you walk in. Seems our magical items are reacting to this place. Yeah. It's a very magical place. <laughs> yeah. Pollen, as soon as you enter, you feel an incredible surge of magical energy. Forget what level you were. Ooh. But <laughs> Pollen immediately achieves level eight sorcery. <laughs> as soon as you enter, you feel all the magic of the Feywild powers come in and just batter through your soul as you're like, ah. But immediately you feel more magical than ever and a little bit more in control of the chaos. We'll cover, we'll cover that in a bit. <laughs> it's a crazy. Feel kind of breezy in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as you walk through, your mustache <laughs> starts <laughs> billowing magnificently. Just your wispy ah. hair is like... <laughs> You not feel As this? The arcane winds <laughs> flow through you. This is a very magical place. Just look at your hair. <laughs> this feels great. As you further approach the cottage, you can see 
as you're walking through where the various levels of illusion would be, you could see the differing levels of disrepair. It seems like whatever that blue mass was that busted out of here blew its way through each of the illusions. It doesn't seem like it was a real creature. It seems like it had to fight to get into your reality. Hmm. Because all around you, the illusion is inverted. Chairs and things are on the ceiling or coming out of a door. It almost looks like a visual glitch. Like the, the cabin doesn't look like it should be standing the way that the architecture now looks. It looks like some sort of magical being managed to invert the illusion to make itself real and make everything else Whoa. illusory. Which is why Pollen is reacting so magically in here. <laughs> wow. As well as your magical items. It takes a very, very powerful magic energy to basically invert Reality? a small pocket of the world. Have but it's... Oh, carry on. Have you seen anything like this before, Pollen? I... This is the first time I've seen any of this. I don't... Is this not how it's supposed to be? Definitely not. Oh. Can I touch a chair coming out of a wall? Yeah. Does it, like, do it's, anything? It's solid. Oh. It's a good illusion. But, do, yeah, there's just, like, chairs. Do I see any bodies? Let's make an investigation check, because you see a lot of blood. Oh, boy. Now, you saw a lot of blood last time you were here, but not this much. Twelve. Well? Yeah, there's, there's blood all over this place the further in you go towards the doors to the cabin as you walk through the exquisite manor hall into the shabby country home into the tool shed as you walk on inside blood all over the floor you see the head of Marin. oh my god resting gently in front of the fireplace you see the bed where Ruse was laid out, covered in blood, but empty. Hmm. How much blood is on the table? Like, um, to my cop knowledge, is this like, if anyone sustained this amount of blood loss, could they possibly be alive? Yeah, you would, you would be surprised, and they would not be far away. Like, okay. if, they, if you saw this much blood, it's not like the shining elevator. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that much. <laughs> but it's like a, to Elmar's knowledge, it's like one and a half humans worth of blood. <laughs> so you're like, this is a lot. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of this stuff here. And this is supposed to be on the inside. Definitely not on the outside. This is not a good amount of blood to see anywhere outside the body. But all around the cabin, the usual trinkets and baubles that are held in jars and things, including Griff's worm friend and subsequently attached eye globe, it's all gone. All the magical trinkets and things, all the little creatures and, and whatever she had kept in all those jars, it's all gone. It's all been either shattered, burned, or stolen. Hmm. But there is, to your investigation check, another puddle of blood. But it's not red. Purple. Oh. 
my new least favorite color. Yeah. Do you know this lady? Um, it, it kind of. She was the one assisting us with, with healing our friend. Um, and, uh, interestingly, when we had brought up the, the war that was happening between the bugs and the thing, she didn't seem to care who won, but it seems maybe she should have. Unless these are unrelated. Pretty, but something makes me doubt that. Pretty gruesome death. She, yeah. Was she our friend? Um, she was assisting us. Um, and she was nice if you had manners and drank her tea. But um, we didn't have much reason to... We didn't want her dead. Although something is... Can I look at her head? Does she have like an expression on her face at all? Or does she just look like someone cut her head off? <laughs> she kind of <laughs> looks like someone cut her head off, stuck it in front of a fireplace. Okay. The body's missing, though. I'm, just the head. I'm just curious if this is for some weird reason her own doing. Like she tried to do something she should ha shouldn't have and it backfired or um can I see the I purple blood oh yes C can I you absolutely can I go over and look at it and investigate see if I can sense any magical properties from it yes let's get an investigation check 17 as you investigate the purple pool of blood and kind of poke around at it, introduce various different things to it. It has a very acrid scent and it seems very mildly acidic. Seems like it's slowly dissolving through whatever it sits on. So the wood floors of this shack are slowly being eaten through. Now it's very slow because who knows how long this stuff's been here and it's only gone down just a little bit, but enough that it's obvious that it would eventually eat through. But it does bubble slightly. It seems excited by all the arcane energy and power nearby. But it doesn't seem familiar, particularly. Not a whole lot of things bleed purple ass. Hmm. This does kind of seem to me like there was a struggle then. And maybe this wasn't a summoning. Is there any glass vials or anything I can put this purple blood into? Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of uh Your mouth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are plenty of unbroken bowls and cups and things strewn about the cabin. It seems like anything that was full was either broken or shattered by whatever happened here but all the ordinary uh utensils and things cups and bowls and the like are still still intact you could probably scoop some into a bowl i'm going to do just that <laughs> acidic chowder anyone <laughs> acidic chowder hot anyone it's hot like it's hot everybody <laughs> i overly oh, feel hot like hot plate that's what you do. Just walk in. Which one's the guy we don't trust? Oops! 
on site. So yes, you, okay. you very deftly scoop. Stop. <laughs> oh, you're in puppy prison puppy <laughs> yeah but yes you're able to deftly scoop some of this acidic blood substance into a bowl probably put some cellophane wrap over it. <laughs> keep it from spilling get a Tupperware lid do you think why can't I think of... Can you think Maya would be able to track this blood down? That's a good question, maybe. I think it's worth a shot. Then I'll keep this blood in my pocket. <laughs> oh. Just this full blood. <laughs> oh, I spilled it! <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have my plant somehow magically fold its leaves to hold it up upright okay and, and always yeah. always even somehow like one of those yes. <laughs> camera mounts <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those baby cups that can't spill it's, always, <laughs> yeah, it's like a rotate it's always right side up <laughs> impossibly okay yeah your your fern will um envelop this bowl of acidic blood substance and it will hold it steady for you well I'm not sure if there's any other information I need to confirm my suspicions I feel like maybe we should head back and uh, do a little research I think your return might be enough of a distraction to uh Maybe get the jump on this thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know what's my happening here. <laughs> my only concern is he's one of the ones that touched the sword and became a, a giant hot dad beef bus. And uh, it would have been a lot easier to restrain him prior to that. Is is everyone still hot dad buff? Like even Perseus? Um, to my knowledge, it's Perseus. This thing, who we are calling Ruse, and uh, Bones. I believe that was it. Yeah. Everybody else said no. Yeah. Griff said no. Elmar said no. I don't think Ko even cared to ask. <laughs> and, um... And everybody else is too unnerved by it to touch it. Yeah. Like, I'm not so sure about this, guys. <laughs> I don't know that I want to be huge. Or maybe we can use... They don't know you're back. So maybe you can tail him and follow him. I can disguise myself. That might do it. Stay back or... Yeah. No. What hmm. what should I disguise myself as to be able to follow you guys without being suspicious? Um I think just maybe like a a townsperson or or a guard cuz he was a guard in my hometown. He, he used the name Josiah. Uh turns out he is an an elves or whatever that is. <laughs> and uh Refusel told us that he's an elves and I've never heard of that. <laughs> he said he's an elf. <laughs> Yeah. It's 
It's somewhere between the singular and plural of elves. Uh, <laughs> an elf. So he was a guard with me under the name Josiah, but his true el elves given name is Ruse. Um, so maybe something along those lines so you can have an icebreaker be more relatable and be like a, a guard. All right, I'm gonna... <laughs> Just since we're away from everything, <laughs> let me go outside and try to disguise myself. Yes, I'm ready with the book. <laughs> All right, so I will... I will cast... Actually, I don't even think I'm gonna... Yeah, I'll cast disguise self. Okay. Pollen. In the wake of your new explosive arcane growth, you'd be so uh -oh. kind as to roll twice uh -oh. on the wild magic table. <laughs> oh no. And then you get to pick which one happens. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm growing as a person. <laughs> uh, 30 and. Okay. 26. Okay. Would you rather have. A third eye on your forehead, giving you advantage on perception checks, or teleport 60 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Okay. Okay. All right, Pollen. So, in you hearing yourself, in hearing the plight of Perseus losing an eye, I think it's only fitting that I have another eye. Okay. Love it. As you disguise yourself. As a town guard, a third eye opens in the middle of your forehead. You have advantage on perception checks for the next minute. Can I make an eye patch for my oh, third eye? Oh, it's only eye? for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's only for a minute, but it... Alright, then I'll just have this. An eye appears. And my new name will be... Let's see. <laughs> Momar. My new name is Momar. Momar. <laughs> Momar. Momar. Hello, right. friends. I am Elmar, and this is my friend Momar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Pollen, as you transpose the image of Momar over your physique, I'm imagining some sort of Low-scale knight regalia. You've got a little helmet. Maybe some light armors on there. A, a fine sword. But the details are up to you as you disguise yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm a little pudgy and my armor is a little small. So it's just so it's slightly spilling out of a lot of spots. He's got the exposed midriff. Perfect. But it's just a it's just a roll. Yeah. That's good. That's good. A little <laughs> little heavy set. Momar likes to eat. Yes, I look That's good. I look very non-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's good. One well-placed arrow or stab will bring Momar to his <laughs> or, grave. <laughs> or, or type two diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever comes first. The silent killer. Okay. But yeah. Elmar, as as you and the newly crowned Momar, yes, 
continue your investigation of the cabin? Do you have anywhere else you'd like to look? Because I know Momar has now stepped outside on the off chance that he accidentally imploded. <laughs> um, you never know. I just want to do one last check, maybe around the table, under the table of which that Ruse was tied to. Maybe the restraints that were keeping him bound. Mm -hmm. If there's evidence of like, maybe he just disappeared and they fell flat or did he like rip them out of the table? Like, mm okay. Kind of how that. Yeah. So get a, let's get another investigation check. Which. Oh no. Oh no. All the places to roll. Oh no. Six. Six? Oh um, no. This is kind of hard to say. They, they're open. Like the, the restraints are no longer like fully strapped down. It seems like the arms were unbuckled hmm. and the feet ones are just open. And there was one around his chest and his head to keep him from wiggling too much as the bones were setting, but it doesn't look like he broke any of them. Hmm. Okay. Well. I definitely have more questions now. But given the scenario, I feel like it'd be advantageous to return now, um, as it definitely seems like there is something afoot. And I don't feel like we should let it be around our friends willingly much longer. Do you get any vibes, Pollen? I... Don't really, I, I mean, I don't like the feel of this place, but I also enjoy that it's given me a lot of this unmatched power that I haven't had. Um, I mean, I've had pleasant experiences in here, but I also have no idea who any of these people are or why this person is dead. Fair. Well, um... If there's anything else you want to investigate before we leave, you can. I don't know how uh, illusions like this work and <laughs> if it is unstable or will fall away. I don't know if we need to be worried about being trapped in here. If I were to detect magic and try to dispel an illusion, would, it, would that be a possibility? There's always a chance. <laughs> As they say in the business, you can certainly try. Well, let me try. Twenty. <laughs> non. Oh. Non natural. Okay. And you'd like to dispel what's left of the illusion? Let's do it. All right, Elmar and Momar, <laughs> as you stand, he detected magic. Pollen, real quick, I have you roll twice again on the, <laughs> the magic table as your third eye closes. Ninety-nine forty-nine. Whoa. Okay, um, would you rather 
I and love this is, this is an easy one. Best would you rather yeah. game ever. <laughs> would you rather regain all expended sorcery points? Mm. Or for the next minute, every time you speak, instead of words, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the sake of what is occurring right now, I will just recover my sorcery points. <laughs> That's fair. You feel two paths diverging within you. One full of bubbles, the other full of utility. Of raw magic. And you say, you know what? I think I'll take the raw magic powers. Thank you very much. And that's fair. All right. So, Pollen, as you regain all of your sorcery points, you're at your peak magical capabilities. As you dispel magic. The illusion around you, gentlemen, slightly begins to crumble. Now, as we've stated, you seem to be somehow inside the illusion. The illusion has been made real. So by dispelling the illusion, you're, you're attempting to dispel reality. Now, gentlemen, we're going to enter <laughs> a skill challenge to get out of the illusion before it collapses, leaving you both inside in the void forever. <laughs> as you feel the ground around you slowly begin to quake and crack and splinter the cabin begins to shift and splay almost as though it's being pulled in half how you getting out boys this um, was this was a bad idea i am so sorry <laughs> <laughs> There's no time we have to go. Pollen's new power. I don't really like this illusion. <laughs> um, is everything? It just the ground is shaking right now, right? So far, yeah, but it's starting to it's starting to split and crack the floor beneath you. Okay, so I definitely want to uh make my way towards what seemed to be the exit or how we came in in the first place, mm -hmm. and um take note maybe of. If the ground is cracking, like which side may fall, so I can be on the higher let's, side let's get afterwards. An insight check as you're running. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, you're reasonably certain. Fifty-fifty. Your boys. rightmost side is teetering up, so it seems like that might be the way to go. Come, Master Pollen, this way. Hurry. I'm gonna. Quickly misty step with my boots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elmar. No, Momar. <laughs> Someone had to stay behind. <laughs> They'll be expecting one of us on the record. <laughs> All right. As Paul and Misty steps to catch up to you, the two of you are now probably 60 feet from the entrance to this, this illusion. As you exit the cabin, it's just in time, both of you. As the door just pulls itself into nothing. Followed swiftly by a table disappearing. And one of the supporting walls cracks. And the house seems to be folding itself down to the size of a peanut. Oh my god. The illusion of reality is being dispelled, gentlemen. So like... How you getting out? 
Every th- so we're out of the cabin, You're but, out of the but cabin. things are still being sucked in. Yeah, the land around you seems to be against the idea of you two surviving this endeavor. How do you get out? Oh my god. You're about 60 feet away, the earth is beginning to tremble, and you feel a slight tug behind you towards this now black hole style arcane mess. I'm Paul's gonna... new spell, arcane mess. I'm gonna cast enlarge and then try to throw Elmar forward. Okay, we're gonna do another. (laughs) We're gonna do another double roll. He's going all out. Sixteen. Maybe your stride will be long enough. And sixty-six. Sixty-six. And what was the other one? Sixteen. Okay. Um, again, one of these is way better. Um, so would you rather, would you rather, Pollen, deal 4d10 lightning damage to three creatures within 30 feet of you, or, um, regain five hit points at the start of each of your turns for the next minute? Oh, yeah, I'll just, <laughs> just shoot lightning at Elmer. <laughs> <laughs> just immediately shoot lightning Nah, I'll, I'll grab those five hit points. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as uh, as you stand, Paul, and you're like, all right, we got to get to that door. How do you do it? No better way than the football tackle of Elmar as you grow larger and larger, <laughs> taking huge bounding steps, collapsing the earth behind you into the void. And you said you want to throw Elmar? Or pick him up. I guess we could pick him or up. like pick a... him up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, as you pick him up and run, we're going to do a dexterity check. You just got to make it to that tear in reality. 15. 15. That is sufficient. As you're kind of running on the left side, where Elmar said to go right because it's lower, with your giant state, you leap yourself up and collapse the whole left side of this forest behind you. (laughs) As you're like, oh no. Soon as you land on your right foot on that right side, you're so close. The right side begins to quake even harder and you shatter the ground behind you. As you leap with Elmar, you see your jellyfish friend on the outside like, Holland, you've grown so big. Whoa! <laughs> as you throw yourselves through this tear in reality, as you look back, that tear closes. As in that little pocket dimension, nothing remains. You two are now sitting on a perfectly magicless road back to Fola. Your mushroom pals are now ordinary mushrooms. Wow. But one of them has two hit points. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. I wonder if you can use that on Ruse. (laughs) Just collapse. <laughs> no, like cause if he's an illusion, because that thing, mess. that thing, like inverted illusions to be real. If you can do that to him and remove the illusion, I don't know. I feel like we're gonna have to find a way to dispel his his buff. His, that his was buff. His buff muscles. <laughs> yes. 
But where did where did everything go? It's just gone now. Do you think your mushroom friends will know? I will approach them and assuming they don't change color or do anything. They are now an ordinary shade of brown. I, I don't believe so anymore. I too have lost some plant friends before. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hand on your shoulder. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you feel a massive illusory <laughs> gauntleted hand on your back. I've lost friends before too. <laughs> I also look Kinda like Mo a giant well. Momar. <laughs> yes, giant Momar and normal Elmar. Well, I greatly appreciate it, Pollen. I'm very happy to have you back. And while on the topic of losing friends, let's hurry back and not lose any more. Sounds good. Do I still have All my right. jellyfish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your jellyfish is still with you. Nice. How long? How long does enlarge last? I feel like it's ten minutes. Uh, let me look. Because in your embiggened state, you and Elmar can make it back like a little bit quicker because you got bigger strides. Mm. At least in my head. Let's see. Oh, just one minute. Oh, just a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you're, as you're like. I've also lost some plant friends. <laughs> you kind of shrink back down. <laughs> yeah, but we'll say, uh, we'll say Momar's visage remains. Who knows what Momar has lost? <laughs> As the two of you make your way back to Fola, are you going quickly? Or are you walking reasonably? I think we would be walking quickly. I don't know. How what do walking? you think, Colin? I don't I guess what time of day is it? It's pretty late. It's pretty late in the day now. It's we're we're entering the uh, early stages of shall we say evening. The uh, they were we were all celebrating our victory against this prime mind hot dad fusion, and that's when I noticed the discrepancy on ruse. So I used the excuse of going to bed to sneak out and and go look at the cabin. It's gotcha. uh, to, to put it less vaguely, it's probably like nine p.m. Then we'll hurry back just so it doesn't look suspicious if they find that Elmar is not there. Yeah, because I believe your your excuse was I need to go check out the eastern wall before I go to sleep. Yeah, I was going to go uh, check on the guards. So that if anybody tried to follow you, you would not be where you said you were. Yeah. Need to return uh, some videotapes. To it, everyone was like... We could have helped you. You're like metagaming all of you. <laughs> I am going to sleep on the east wall. Okay. But yes, as the as the two of you approach the the gate, you see the, the guards that you left prior. Still still doing some minor repairs. As they uh they sort of signal to you as you approach and they they pull what's left of the gate open as it's kinda off its hinges still and they're they're aligning it, but they open it for you. And they they give you a quiet nod. Thank you, thank you. As uh, as Momar comes bounding up behind, I I salute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, hello. As your spectral jellyfish then just 
<laughs> Shimmy's over the wall. Like, I'll be up here. I draw left attention this way. <laughs> Thanks, Jelly. He's just he's just flying up above. Now I know I've seen these jellyfish before, mm -hmm. but is it the same jellyfish? Or they're dying and and we've been summoning new ones. Does does your jellyfish friend does it remember Undertow? I don't know. Is it up to me, Drew? Yeah. I'll say... I, in my head, you have six jellyfish that you could summon at any yeah. one time. I'll say they're the same ones that keep coming back. But they obviously die and experience that pain. Experience the horrible pain of death over and over and <laughs> over Just over again. and over. I'm, I'm sure Undertow would recognize the jellyfish and remember its attachment to you and know that it is a friend. So, Instead of being like, yum, yum, yum. You yum. are also a ghost. <laughs> um, and a sea creature. Maybe we could um, send it, the jellyfish to find Undertow, because Undertow had been uh, circling up above the city. Yeah, he's got the night off. Give him a, it's like, hey, can you ping Perseus for us? And, and yeah, bring him out tell here. Tell him to find an excuse <laughs> to get out here. A Percy ping. Yeah. Yeah, go. For, I got five bars. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jelly, can you go? Can you go get Undertow? <laughs> oh, sure. And he just jellies away. <laughs> jelly. Yeah, he he jellies off into the into the sky in search of an Undertow. So it really only felt like a couple minutes. That you were gone, Pollen, huh? Yeah. I I thought we all just fell through the portal differently, but from what you're telling me, it's been a couple couple weeks, a couple of months. At least, yeah. You mentioned a, a metal man. Do, do you have any more details on that? What do I remember of the metal man? <laughs> the metal man is Elmar. You fell through the portal onto a metal man. Oh. oh. Landed on Elmar's back. <laughs> I think it was you. Gosh. I think you were I think you were the metal man. <laughs> oh. yeah. I guess that makes sense. I am pretty metallic. Did you see anything else in there? I know you said you saw the purple beam and me and Perseus. I know you weren't in there very long, but any other hints on maybe where it was headed or any other things that you didn't recognize? Maybe? Would I? Get a, let's get a history check real quick. See if you remember any other details. Because again, for, for Pollen, he's only in there a couple minutes. I know. It went pretty quick. You're right. But, and you then, never know. Yeah. 13. And then he got caught up on a lot of things. <laughs> 13? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Pollen's been like Front loaded with new information Time has passed He's like What? What are you talking about? That you're like Do you remember anything else? He's like No <laughs> I No no I don't I've been in that space Multiple times And I would assume yeah. It was only A few minutes each time But my main My mind's Typically blank I, I tried to accept <laughs> accept fate when I'm in there. 
Every time he goes to the astral plane, well, I may never return. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is it. And then I just close my eyes and just relax. I just give in to them every day. <laughs> now, I don't know much about magic, but I do think it's interesting that where you were stuck for a bit, um, we also saw you and we were teleporting. So it seems like these magics are somewhat connected. Oh. I wonder if there's a concern with you teleporting or if there's a, a mastery over that area that you've yet to attain. If we if we find any more information, I would love to know a safe <laughs> way of getting out. <laughs> yeah, right? Because hmm. I, I don't seem to have any control of that. It's kind of sporadic. Yeah, I I mean I I would think like maybe you can find a way to summon a door in there or, or poof yourself in there, but I'd be <laughs> concerned about you not coming back again. So maybe we shouldn't. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, I don't spend too much time in there. But it sounds like you guys have been going in and out of there as well quite often. So yeah. if it's becoming more yeah. more common, maybe I'll stop relaxing so much and taking my small vacations in the void. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about taking a weekend in the void. <laughs> Got a timeshare, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just multi-level marketing scheming yeah. the rest of the group. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's amazing in There's there. There's this space dust. I have a bunch <laughs> of it. Uh, and I can give you some to sell your friends. <laughs> And then if you recruit um, multiple, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get the gold package. Do you like being your own uh, boss? <laughs> <laughs> um, I set my own hours in the boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to take a scan of the horizon now for, for Undertow. Okay. Yeah, if you, if you follow the jelly through the sky... It's it's a little tricky to do because he is translucent yeah. and it is nighttime fair, uh, but then again so is Undertale. But you oh, oh puppy. But you've been traveling with Undertale long enough to kind of figure out okay that that little glint in the sky is probably him. As the two glints approach, you're like, for a half second you're like please don't eat him please don't eat him yeah. please don't eat him please don't eat him, <laughs> and then the two of them fly down to you. Okay. Uh, good evening, Undertow. I'm, I apologize. I know Perseus gave you the day off, but I believe there's a, a great threat to this town or the group. And, uh, if you could, uh, ping Perseus and tell him to sneak out and meet us out here, whether, you know, he has to climb out a window or, or I don't know. He just has <laughs> to do it without anyone else being aware that something's going on. Okay. It's imperative. Yeah. Undertow will look at you for a second and be like, Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> kind of slinks off back towards the uh, the tavern where everybody was celebrating. And he'll float outside and become invisible. Okay. And that's where we'll stop. I'll let Perseus choose his own actions from here. <laughs> As you can still hear the sounds of partying inside. 
But for now, thank you for watching, and I hope you've enjoyed the triumphant return of Pollen. I'm here. And as Elmar and Momar return to Fola, they steal themselves for confrontation. If you had a good time hanging out with us, consider leaving a like on the video. If you'd like to see more of our campaigns, why not subscribe to the channel? If you'd like to help the channel in other ways, you can check out the links in the description box below for the Patreon. There you can join the discussions in our Discord servers, challenge other Discord members in the Battle Spire, and check out our post-show Still Rolling. There are also links if you'd like to rock some boarding party merch. Please give Pollen a warm welcome for his triumphant return, and let us know what you think really happened in that illusion. Thanks for watching Boarding Party. We'll catch you next week.